Welcome, you're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. We have a new podcast that comes out every Wednesday. We'd love for you to subscribe of your favorite podcast platform. Also share it with a friend and all the things. And also rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how that helps get this in the hands of so many more leaders uh, that are trying to get better just like us. And visit leadinghope.online to get updates. Find out more about the Leading Hope community. Kevin, we're in episode 162. You've titled this Development is an event it is it is an event i, I would agree with that <laughs> so we're gonna uh people talk. that's gonna throw people off so i can't wait oh i'm excited yeah. and it's really simple yeah so we're gonna uh head on a little bit of a development just kind of track yeah for the next couple of weeks Good. this is kind of functions as a standalone and then the next two i want to talk through development process based upon some stuff that we're developing at highland park right now that's cool so what you're saying is we'll come back in the next couple of weeks after this week it's gonna be so fun here we go it's gonna be so fun so um so today i want to talk through development and here's uh part of this comes out of a teaching that i shared with the staff at highland park and <laughs> i don't know how to say this like uh the teaching came out of frustration of our lack of understanding of what development actually is. Yeah. And so this is just kind of what I wanted to clarify for the for the team is to say that for most of us when we think development, we think I take I take somebody who is a potential leader, they have they show aptitude, skill set, typically we just say they look like a leader but that's something we'll get into in some of the future ones. We take someone and then you go, okay, so how do you develop them? Well, I, uh, I started a book study with them. I sent them to a conference. I gave them opportunities. I told them what they were doing wrong. I, I got them a degree. There's like all these like just thing like overloading with opportunity, evaluation, learning, different things. And somehow out of that we go, now we've developed them. Now they're a leader. Yeah. And the problem with that, and I know this sounds ridiculous, the problem with that approach is that sometimes it works. Yeah. <laughs> and it works just enough for us to think that that's how you actually develop people. Yeah. <laughs> and we, and then we have a, like all these slew of people that like never actually get better, never rise to the occasion. And we usually qualify and we go, well, they're not a leader. And they go, that is not the case because that is not what development is. And so I want to make good. this like, really, really simple as to what development is. Yeah. And I know there's all the adages of like, hey, development is I do, you watch, you do, do. I watch, or whatever it we is. We do, yeah. We do together. Yeah. You do, I watch. Right. You do, I go away. Right. <laughs> and like, there's part of that that works that is that is helpful but there is something more significant that is taking place. And so I just wanna give you a really simple, if you have someone on your team that needs to be developed and you're going, what are we doing? We're developing leaders or we're developing pastors or we're developing disciples. <clears throat> you go, okay, so what is that? What actually is development? And here's my, here's kind of like the thesis of this podcast. The development is an event. <laughs> and that when you have had this event over and over again, hundreds of different times, someone says, I've been developed. But it resides on the back of the single events that happen that are, make up the process of development. 
And so here it is really simple. Development is this. Here is where you are. If you're listening while you're going in your car, I am holding my hand up at a medium height. <laughs> here is where you are. Here, now I am holding my other hand up yep. at a higher height than the medium height. Yes. Okay. Here is where you could be. And here is what it would take for you to move from the medium height to the higher height. Right now, your communication is a five. Yeah. Your, let's say your emails, they're a five. They need to be a seven. They need to be something that people want to read that are timely. It's good. The way in which you move from a five to a seven is by thinking through your thoughts, having someone proofread through your mistakes and bolding the things that everyone needs to know. Yeah. Does that like, like that is a single conversation that is the event of development that just a couple more examples. If I could play this out real simply and most of mine will have to do with church world because that's where I live. Um, is to say like, Hey, um, when you, when you gave announcements, you, you did a good job. Let me tell you how you could do an even better job. You need to ensure that your personality comes out in such a way that it doesn't just feel like information that people are walking That's through, good. but you're actually inspiring them because you're showing them that it's meaningful to you. It's great. Right now you were clear, but it was a little too carbon copy. And so if you can find ways for your personality to come out, you'll take it to the next level. That's great. That is a single conversation. Okay. Yep. Like that is what is so important that people miss is that some people will say to people like, oh, I'm developing them. What do you mean by that? Right. Like, do you mean you're getting coffee and talking about life? Do you mean you're reading a book together? Do you mean you're going through the, cause, cause some of those things you may stumble into those conversations that are, here's your level. Here's the new standard. Here's how you get to the new standard. You may accidentally stumble into them, but if those things aren't happening, development is not taking place in any way. Yeah. And so what I want people to see today is development more than anything else is an event. If I could give it in our marriage, uh, what my wife says to me is she'll say at times, Hey, right now your schedule is too hectic. The kids need some more time with you, not just as a family, but as one-on-one -on -one time. What she's telling me is she's going, as dad, you're a five. <laughs> if you did this, yeah. you could be a 6.5. 6.5. Maybe an eight. <laughs> if you did this specific thing, it would be that much better. Right. Sometimes I'll tell my wife, I'll say, hey, right now, I don't feel like the kids know that you love them or that you like them. They know that you love them. Sorry. Let me rephrase my words. <laughs> right good. now. I don't think our kids know that you love them. I'm not sure if they know that you like them. Yeah. And yeah. so you need to find ways to just have those shared experiences. Yep. And uh, she joked with me because I shared this with our team and she responded right away and she goes, sometimes I don't like them. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Which was fantastic. I enjoyed that so much. Yeah, we can but, but I want you to see like in all of life development, it's, it's not a book study. It's not a conference. It's not a degree. It's not a meeting. It's not like when you say you have a development culture, what you mean is we have a created a culture where these conversations are easy to have and they're expected to have. Yeah. And that is what a development culture is. Old yeah. standard, new standard. Here's how you get there. Here's how you go to the next level. It's good. I can break out requirements. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about? Uh, just, just so you're crystal clear on this, uh, you, you're really saying that 
it's not just one of those things. It's all of those things. It's a thousand conversations, and that's why it's an event. Yeah. So, it, like, one conversation is an event, and it can help someone get a little better. Right. If you're actually going to help someone get a lot better, you need to have so many of those conversations. Gotcha. But the 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 significance of the development is only held on by how many of those individual events take place and how significant they are. Gotcha. It's good. It's good. All right. So I want to talk through now. So now that we've like got that out of our head, I want to talk through real quickly three requirements for development. Okay. So if those conversations are going to take place, if you're going to have all those events, here's three things that have to happen in order for that to be true. First, number one, you have to know where you're good and bad and where those on your team are good and bad. <laughs> if you don't have self-awareness of your gifting and self-awareness of their gifting, there's no room for development to take place. Yeah. We have all had someone coach us on something that they suck at. Yep. And my guess is we did not receive that coaching well. Could it just be clear? Like, I didn't. Right. <laughs> like, so it was like, you need to get better at this. And I'm thinking, you're terrible at this. Right. Why do I trust your perspective? Like, w truly, at the end of the day, we only trust people's perspective to the level that we trust their gifting in that area. Yeah. And so you need to know where your gifting is, where you have room to develop other people. What yeah. you got? Eric Spolstra. <laughs> Yeah. How's that work? I, how does, how does, I'm just interested in that. Like, <laughs> that, I'm just joking. But like, said seriously. Like, the Miami Heat coach? Yeah. Like, yeah. He did, did he play basketball? Oh, but he's not gifted as a player. He's gifted as a coach. Yeah, I know. But like, he's teaching guys how to shoot free throws. But that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you can be gifted as a coach. Yeah. And that's his key. I think that's good to actually say it that way, though, because you don't, like, you can be, a, a, you're, you're capable of showing people things yes. that you not me i think there's there's something there that that i can't put my finger on that's why it came to mind but i agree with what you're saying because no one wants to be told how to preach if you've never preached yes <laughs> it, yes that's what i'm right nope that's exactly right cool very good good uh so you have to know where you're good and bad and where those on your team are good and bad and so just like really blunt is like your strength and their weakness is the opportunity for development where development is great. It's good. It's Your good. greatest strength with their strength is maybe the most impact yeah. that could happen in the organization. But know where you're good, know where they're good. That's good. And bad. Uh, second one is that this idea that you have to have a vision for the details. Development is always in the details. It's good. And for some of us, we've just gotten the idea over time that we just want to be big picture and to say big picture understands the details. Um, I love it. Irwin McManus, he says it like this. He says, uh, if you don't have a, if you don't have a vision for the details, you're just a dreamer. You're not a visionary. That's good. And I think that is, that is so true yep. that like, if we're going to actually help people get better, we need to know exactly what it needs to look like. Yes. And then let them step into it. So Know where you're good and bad. Know where your team's good and bad. You have to have a vision for the details. And the third piece on this is that you have to want them to be better more than you want to feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. You have to want for your team, for your person being developed, to be better more than you want to feel good. And, and that acknowledges that 
the conversation on development will be a little uncomfortable. It's good. It is a it is a yeah. crucial conversation that has to take place. There is some tension because I'm like for one thing, like I'm gonna walk in there into a development conversation. I'm gonna list out the things they did good. Yeah. Like I want to encourage them. I want them to be aware of their gifting. But in order for me to say that they have opportunity to take something to the next level means they're not performing at their peak ability. Right. And man, you can, you can smother it all over with encouragement and try to make it feel good with compliments. But anyone who has any self-awareness is going to hear say, hey, you have potential, which means as part of that, you're not operating to the highest extent of the standard of what you could possibly be. And so the, the question for each one of us is, will you sacrifice your comfort for their future? Are you willing to lay aside That's really your good. desire just to be comfortable in order to give someone else the feedback that they need that is the opportunity for them to grow in a given area? Yeah. Uh, there's so many times that when we're trying to uh, lead uh, and develop people that we, I have come across it so many times that we're afraid to tell people the truth. Yes. Um, as if it's not a, a, a love for them. Exactly. Like that's not love. That's just bullying mm -hmm. or it's insensitive or you have no empathy. And I think the, I, I think the, piece on there is that like it drifts into let, let's call it like bullying it drifts into that if you don't have a new standard for someone yeah or you don't have any idea on how to help them get there right if you just walk in and say this stunk yeah well that's just being a bully right development understands where it needs to go and has at least some idea yeah of how to get there yeah, what do you think some, uh, I mean, let's just stick within the, the context of ministry. Um, what do you think some of the uh, team um, leaders uh, in the church uh, who are over ministry, what keeps them from holding back to telling people, uh, you know, obviously saying what they're doing well, how they're contributing to the vision, all the things, but then keeps them from that second half? What's yeah. stopping them? Are they, it's just a, a, a afraid to be liked? Is it? They're afraid they might upset yeah. them. What What are the things to stop? Because I think that's, we are we are killing people's potential by uh, not telling them the truth. Let me answer a different question that you're not asking that's very similar. Okay. So this is why I believe that serving-based discipleship is infinitely better than simply groups-based discipleship. Right. The idea that you're building followers of Jesus by engaging them in the mission versus simply gathering them in circles. Because when it comes time to hold someone accountable or to have a difficult conversation. Yeah. The thing that I hear people who are just focused on groups or like we're in community, we're in a small group or something like that is they'll say something like, I just don't want to hurt the relationship. Mm. I don't know if our relationship can handle it. And they, they ask questions that are based upon like they hold back on having the difficult conversation they need to have because they're not sure the relationship will survive. Yeah. When you serve in a, when you do discipleship in a serving based model, the priority is not the relationship. The priority is the mission. Yeah. And you understand that, good. that you're already hurting the mission by what's taking place. And so you go, well, listen, we're already hurting what matters most. And so I have to have this conversation 
If the relationship survives, that's even better. But it, it gives the proper motivation for having the difficult conversations instead of putting a secondary thing in an issue of primary importance. Um, that's really good. Let me ask it a different. Let me ask a different question that's still on the same subject. Go. Um, for for churches that have a strong vision statement. Um, what, how can we help leaders or, or people in the church that have uh, tasks become, they also become leaders who can develop instead of just doing tasks? Yeah. Like I'm just responsible. I need to do this today. I need to do this today. I need to do this today. But really you're supposed to be a leader who develops other people, yep. especially in the context of ministry, because we're not, we're not selling a product yep. where people development, like yeah. we are in people development. So, uh, Everyone will have an aptitude that they naturally resort to, revert back to, and it's tasks or people. The leader is focused on developing people, not just accomplishing tasks. The way in which a task-based person can ensure they're leading is you switch your task list to all the people who you need to connect with. It's good. And it's just like, you just go, yeah, I'm sure you have a to-do list. But most people will have a to-do list and then they'll have a calendar of appointments. And if you're task-based, you'll revert to your to-do list instead of your calendar. Yeah. And that will take priority. And you go, all, almost all the items on my to-do list needs to be people I need to connect with and people I need to invest in. Yeah. And if I can do that, I can make sure I'm doing what actually matters most, which is developing. That's good. That's good. You had, uh, you had one more point, didn't you? Nope, that's it. That's it? Well... Uh, there's, there's this, I think there's this one thing that's left with this episode. Go. It is the fact that, um, if people actually do this and they change their calendar from task to people development and create events on their calendar, what is the outcome that they will experience not only for the lives of the people they're leading, but for themselves. Oh, I mean like the simple thing is just, you go, it's more fun. Yeah. It's, it's way more fun. Yeah. Like, you, but I don't think people look at it. They do, They look at it. Wait, I've got to conquer my calendar. Like, yeah. I've got to, I'd rather just do these tasks and go home. I mean, it's they like, they don't see the impact right away. They see a calendar that's when you hear about former athletes who have stepped into the coaching ranks. Yeah. They miss the intensity of being a player. Yeah. But they enjoy it more as a coach. There is there is more value knowing not there is less value in knowing simply that you accomplish something. There is more value, like more personal benefit in knowing that you help someone else accomplish yeah. something. Yeah, that's good. I think so, that's good. Cool. How do you want to wrap this one up? Yeah, my hope for today is just simply this. I want people to know, hey, don't get, don't live in the fog of what development actually is. Development at its simple, most core level is an event of old standard new standard. Here's how to get there. And when you string those together over and over again, you have the process of development, but don't deceive yourself into say, I'm developing someone and I'm never having difficult conversations as to where they can go. Because if you're not having them, you're not developing them in any way. That's awesome. Uh, episode 162 development 
is an event. Have the hard conversation. Thank you for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast, haven't you subscribed? Mean the world to us. If you did that now, so post about it. Rate and review are both. Uh, you won't believe how that helps get this in the hands of just uh, all the leaders that we're all trying to get better together. Uh, we love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online and send that to us. We would love to hear from you. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Woo!